You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Lori, how are you doing? Good to see you again. Great, Dave. How are you? Excellent. Lori Patrick in the studio with me from Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc. And perspective is everything, isn't it? Perspective is everything. Yes. I had two uh, two different buyers this week with vastly different perspectives and vastly different outcomes, therefore. <laughs> I could, there's a good story in here. I there's a few good stories with this one. So um, first buyer, competing again. Surprisingly, I've been competing a fair bit this year. I was just going to say, you know, when you look at the number of listings on the market and everyone's going, oh, the number of homes sold has been down, and, everything, and yet competing, it's still, it's still out there. You're still going to be prepared for it. You have to be prepared for it. Buyer's market, and, and like I say, I've done quite a few this year, and I've been successful, I think, on all of them. And this one, I, I was again as well, and mainly because I had a buyer with a good perspective that listened to my advice and did what I advised, and then we got the house. Mm. So we're competing, and it's a bank-owned sale. So it's a bank-owned house. Oh, okay. So, so how does that differ? I mean, because it's a different animal now you're dealing with, right? It's a completely different animal. I am not going to have the opportunity to go in and sell my buyer and my offer because this is being decided by committee somewhere down east. Um, there, there's no communication out whatsoever with the seller, no ability to present a case to them. And I know that the seller's agent likely doesn't have much of an ability either. Mm-hmm. The, the, the banks uh, will hire, you know, a local agent to sell the property, but they're not, you know, discussing a lot with them or, you know, having conversations. They're just looking at numbers. That's yeah. what they're looking at. They're looking at numbers and, you know, add in some things where we want absolutely, there's no warranties on this whatsoever, as is, whereas this is what we want to ask for. This is what we'll pay. That's it. So I, I realize that the seller, it's not something that I can try to sell to the seller's agent that he can then try and convince the bank, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, of, of a low offer or something to that effect. They're just going to look at it with, you know, analytical eyes and that's it. Mm. So when I'm, and also when you're dealing with a bank, generally there's a lot of lag time. There's two, three days before you get an answer back, which right, of course. can be a little nerve wracking when you're competing because everybody's on tenterhooks waiting to see who got it. Plus there isn't a lot of time you know, I'll say to a buyer, you, especially with a bank owned, you, you probably only have one shot at this. Mm-hmm. So go in with your best, give me your best deposit, give me your quickest possession date because they're always vacant. Mm-hmm. And the sooner the bank can offload it, the better for them. Yep. They're, they're looking at that. Uh, and the least amount of conditions, kind of the typical things I say, I ask to know always whom I'm competing with, that sort of thing, just so I can maybe in my own. And some agents tell me some won't. In this case, I, don't, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But that's likely having to do with the bank. Um, so the, the buyer took all of, my, all of my advice. We wrote out what we thought was a pretty good fair offer. And it did take about two days and, you know, great buyers. But she was so nervous for these two days. She mm-hmm. said, I haven't been able to breathe for 48 hours waiting. <laughs> but then I was able to call her um, Monday morning and, uh, and say, hey, we got it. Nice. Yeah. And so she was quite, uh, quite happy with that. And now we're just in the, the, you know, the, the phases of going through the formalizing the financing and the, the, and the inspections. But I don't anticipate any problems. And they got that house, and it was a great buy. I remember when we went to look at it before we went in. I thought, "Hmm, is there? There's going to be something more. There's going to be something with this house." You were looking at the price, and you're going, "Is there a little something a little hinky here?" Yeah, yeah. considering the location and the footage, um, and we got in, and you know, it needs some work, but it was priced extremely well. The bank did a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't want to hang on to it. They priced it to sell, and uh, so that part of it was actually 
almost done for us going in, right? Mm-hmm. It was priced well. We didn't have to start doing a, a big market and thinking, well, maybe we'll offer this price. Came in fairly close to list because they priced it well. Mm-hmm. Which is half the battle anytime you're selling. but Half the battle. Especially when you're dealing with a bank, too. Especially when you're dealing with a bank, because you know I, I'm not going to get any sort of opportunity to try to pitch my case or my mm-hmm. offer to mm-hmm. them at, whatsoever. And the seller, like I say, the seller's agent isn't likely to either. And so I don't really try to pitch my, the seller's agent because I know what he or she's dealing with. They just, hey, you know, you know how this is. Send me the offer. I send it to the bank and wait for somebody to respond. Yeah. How frequent or, or common is it where you, you get the bank? sales this year i've probably seen more than in recent years mm-hmm. yeah it, probably in the past month i've sold two bank-owned sales and mm-hmm. and showed many more there's there's a number of them out there i think you know when you get into a long-term buyer's market and and uh, some of these sellers have to move and they're underwater they may be upside down some of them just give it back to the bank mm-hmm. carry on yeah which is too bad i mean so it's terrible but... so i mean if if you uh if you if you can't sell it and you owe more than it's worth and you have to move, sometimes they're in that position. Yeah, well, they don't have any options, any choices. They don't have any options. If you do have options and you're going to lose some equity and lose some money, I would, I would reduce the price before I'd give it back to the bank and mm-hmm. try to get it sold. Because if, if you can, I mean, you know, if you can, if it's feasible, depending on what's owing and what the market is. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go about it. So that's one. That was one buyer. That was one buyer with a good perspective and understood what I was telling her. And I could back it up with facts, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying, hey, this is a good price. I'm showing you all the sales in the past 90 days. This is a good price. I'm showing the comps that are currently on the market. Look at this. It's a good price. And they got it. So the second buyer, new buyer, um, and, um, and new to here. And, and so first-time home buyer. We're buying our first home. And we looked at a lot. We, we went, there was a lot of legwork. We went through. Which isn't that unusual for first time. Not, not that unusual, right. yeah. yeah. It, you know, it's, every buyer's different, but usually first-time home buyer and not area-specific. We've got some specific, a specific price range and, you know, some things that I picked up on pretty quick. Keep those on the list because, mm-hmm. you know, anything without this, he's not going to be interested in. So, But there was still plenty to show him because he was citywide. So mm-hmm. we're, we circled the city a couple times and looked at quite a few homes, and they kept coming back to one that had been on the market for a while, and I had told them when we looked at it, there's some quirks about it I don't like, but you can fix, but it's priced well, Mm -hmm. similar to the buyer A. It's priced very well, and I told them that going in, on paper it's priced well. Sometimes that's not the case when you get in the house, Mm -hmm. but once we got in the house, I still considered it to be priced well. It's, it's, um, you know, for the location, for the condition, needs some work, but they've taken that into account, right? So that's been factored into the price. It's factored into the price. And I also, so they, they wanted to offer on this one. And here's what the buyers will sometimes do, which is a mistake. I have sent you the sales. You know that this is priced well. I'm telling you it's priced well. Plus, I had a lot of information in this regard from the seller's agent. She had been given per- permission from the seller to disclose, you know, more than I often get. Mm-hmm. They had had numerous offers. They had had people come in with low offers. They, have, they had sold a few times and fallen through. They had reduced it as much as they could before the bank takes it back. The mm-hmm. bank was involved with the condition, the, uh, the sale a little bit. It was mm-hmm. still owned by the seller. But they were, they were behind the scenes and saying you can't take any less than such and such. Right. So um, she was able to tell me all of this. And so I relayed it to them. I believed what she was telling me. She had no reason not to. And I told them, this is the price it's going to go at, the lowest price it's going to go at. They've had offers before. He's never come below this because he can't. Mm-hmm. So they still want to start lower. Okay, we'll go through the motions. 
but I'm going to be relatively firm when the counteroffer comes back that way. And it did. And I said, and if they come back at that and they don't, they let you walk, you know, you've hit their bottom. Now, you may not want to pay that, but what I'm telling you is that's a fair price. Mm -hmm. And here's the sales to show you it's a fair price. But that what they want to do is even though it's been discounted, in their minds, they want to take and reduce the offer price by everything they think they need to fix. And those have been taken into account in the Already been price. taken into account. There's, yeah, because those are two problems with that all the time. Because some buyers will do that, even when I counsel them not to, because it's already been taken into account, one. Mm-hmm. And two, they always overestimate. Yeah. They always inflate, you know, that you don't need to spend $25,000 on that bathroom. Trust me, mm-hmm. you know, it would look nice for a fraction of that. But they, they overinflate it and then write ridiculously low offers and they don't get anywhere. And in their minds, that's because, you know, I'll say to them, where are you getting your price? Well, I'm, I'm taking it off for this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. It's already been, it's already on sale. Yeah. It's already on sale. It's already yeah. marked down. It's in the bargain bit. Yeah, it's the scratch and dent clearance it, already. Guys. It's already done. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't come in and say, well, I want more, more off the sale. I want an extra 25% off the sale. Especially when I have inside information or, or knowledge, you mm-hmm. know, that, that, you were the, to have. that I was allowed to have, that yeah. the agent was allowed to and permitted to give me, probably because her seller was getting other buyers like this buyer was. And it was just, this is the lowest we can go. Mm-hmm. If they want to come to that, great, let's deal. If they don't, thanks very much for your offer, but we can't do mm-hmm. anything with it. And that's exactly what happened. So we're still looking and we will find something, but they keep asking about it and creeping up by a few thousand every day. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saving some trees. I'm not going to rewrite this until we get to the number that I know that it's can... the number that has to be there. It's the number that has to be at and it's a more than fair price. Well, lots more to talk about. We're going to continue in just a minute. Yes. Sounds good. In the studio with me, uh, Lori Patrick, Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc. We're going to be back with more of Inside Real Estate pretty quick. Looking to buy or sell, turn the key... Call Lori today, 591-5192. The website, lorisells.ca. You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick on 980 CJME. Lori Patrick in the studio with me from Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc. Uh, Lori, talking about perspective, how perspective is everything. We, we touched on a couple examples of buyers in our first segment. and But, oh, sellers... Oh, yes, you're part of this grand vision as well. Yes, good old sellers. Mm-hmm. So I, I was recently contact, contacted by a seller. Um, they, they called me, and, and I was able to fairly quickly determine they're, on, they're currently on the market. So mm. I, I had to tell them, listen, there's not much I can talk to you about. You're under contract with another agent, um, so it, it's not... So how does that work? Well, it's one of our bylaws, and I'm on the Saskatchewan Real Estate Commission, but I, I can't um, solicit a listing that's on the market. I can't discuss anything other than when I'm phoning to show, show homes, I can discuss the time I'm showing and when I'm showing, but I'm not to get into any sort of detailed confer- conversation with somebody who's under contract with another mm-hmm. registrant. Mm-hmm. So so that's what I told them. And um, and then uh, it, it wasn't that long. It was the next day they phoned me and said, we canceled our contract. Oh. <laughs> I said, Alrighty. okay, what do you want to talk about? So in the meantime, I had actually looked this listing up because I was just curious, right? They had told me the address and they had been on the market for only been on the market for about two weeks. Hmm. So I kind of thought, well, how could it have gone so bad so quickly? Yes. Like what, what happened in two weeks that, that, that you were upset and wanted to, you know, cancel and relist it with another agent. So I went out and met with them and I could tell um, almost immediately that the, the motivation here was very strong. Hmm. They have to move. There's no way around it. 
and and they're very anxious. They've you know. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it was just communication with this with the agent that they eventually listed with. But in speaking with them when I went out, they had had other agents out and gotten almost to the point of listing, but didn't. And then, you know, they're flip-flopping around a little bit. And so part of it, I think, is they didn't like what they were hearing from Mm -hmm. some of these agents. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, you know, when I went out and looked, I think communication is some, we've talked about this before, it's so key. I mean, I'm bringing comp sales. I'm telling you how many are in, in the market. You're in an area with a lot of competition. There's a lot of listings in in this location right now in this particular subdivision. And so I'm, I'm bringing you this. And they hadn't seen the recent sales or a lot of them. They mm-hmm. hadn't seen the current listing. They didn't have this information. So I, I'm better able to sell it, I think, when I have data. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was part of it. Um, they didn't like the price some of them had, the, the first agent had. The second one they listed with, listed it higher, probably at a price that they were more uh, agreeable with. But that doesn't help anybody if yeah. it's too high. If, if it's not a realistic price. It's not, re- and it wasn't a realistic price. And it, it was it was an emotional meeting because they're going to lose money. There's mm-hmm. no question around it. They bought it when the market was high. Uh, we're now in a strong buyer's market in an area with a lot of competition. Some of the upgrades and renos since they've purchased it might not have been, you know, the best things to do. And, and um, not that it wasn't a nice house and all. It just needed to be priced well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... The communication with the second agent, I think once they got on the market, it was too high. They weren't getting a lot of uh, activity around it. And um, there just seemed to be, you know, if you do, if agents don't stay in touch with a, with a seller like that or a buyer like that, and mm-hmm. usually I can, I can d- suss out, these ones are going to need a little extra attention. They're very anxious. They need to move and, and you know, don't not stay in touch pretty mm-hmm. regularly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what happened there. Um, we relisted, we reduced the price, and we increased the commission. So we're also, though, I'm going to have to have the conversation with them probably once a week. If we're not selling, we have to reduce. I know they don't want to hear it. It mm-hmm. was it was, um, it was, was a little bit, um, like I say, emotional at the listing appointment that, you know, when they're doing the math. But you can't, you can't move. The only thing keeping you here is this house. Mm, okay. And you can't move to where you're going to be move, moving to, and you've already accepted a position there, and you want to move there, unless this house sells. So I get that they, they're they saying to me, well, we need some money from this, though, to purchase when we get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you don't sell this, you can't even get there. Yeah. So I don't know. You might have to rent a bit when you get there. Or, I mean, look at the big picture. Plus, there's enough equity here. You should be able to have, you know, something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that... There's no equity. Yeah. She's not upside down on it. But you, it, you just if you don't reduce and be realistic with what's on the market when you are this motivated to move, you're not going to move. So just have to reduce the price. You know, you, you, we were talking about perspective. You know, earlier the perspective of someone who is this highly motivated compared to a seller that perhaps isn't as highly motivated. Oh, it's different, yeah, different animal. Different animal, night and day conversations. If, if you've got a seller that's willing to sit and wait and, you know, I'll wait and get my price, they don't need to be somewhere. There's no, they just, if no they get, urgency. no sense of urgency. If they get their price, great, they'll sell and buy something else. But right now, they're willing to just wait it out. Mm-hmm. But then you have this sort of highly motivated, highly, probably one of the most motivated I've seen recently. And I get why, mm-hmm. but then you have to price it right. And so I know you don't like what I'm telling you when I tell you you're listed too high, your commission's too low. So we have to fix those two things. 
And if it doesn't sell in a few weeks, we've got to do it again. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think I'm, I'll be okay. You know, we'll, we'll be successful eventually because the motivation's there and I'm giving her enough information. You're keeping her, her informed. Keeping her in the loop. Feedback, keep her in the loop. This is what's happening. This is your mm-hmm. online lookers. This, you know, just give them inf- as much information as, as you possibly can. You know, without getting into specifics, but you touched on, you know, how they'd done some upgrades and done some renos and didn't necessarily increase the value of the home. If you're looking to do some renos or upgrades, you know, with an eye to resale down the line, what's worth doing? And and what potentially should you do last, if, if that makes sense? Do you know what I mean? What's worth doing is finishing what you start. I find a lot of times when I go into houses, they've started a reno or they, you know, they we're going to fix up the basement. They did one room and then the next room's half done. That's a little bit what's happened here. It's it's just kind of half demoed downstairs, half finished okay. upstairs. If you don't have the skills, save the money and hire a professional. Save it up. If you, I mean, sometimes people can't afford to, but if you don't have the skills, leave it dated almost before you try to renovate yourself. You know, there are, there are some things that are specific, like, you know, uh, you, you, Paintings, relative, most people can do that, but some aren't great at it. Yeah. Drywall repairs. I, I see a lot of that where somebody thinks that they're a good modern taper. So the walls start to look lumpy. Mm-hmm. And so I, there's, there's a lot of that I come across. So hire a professional if you're not good at it. Yeah. And, and be honest with yourself. You're not good at this. Maybe hire a professional. And if you start a job, finish the job. It's like that old, <laughs> thinking of how many times my wife has said, so are you ever going to actually put the baseboards down in that room. Baseboards are one of the biggest things. I, like, <laughs> it's always baseboards and, even and door can, jams. Even I can do baseboards. I know. Okay. Even I don't know I what can. happens. <laughs> Something Somebody starts do, redoing the baseboards, and then they get tired of it about three rooms in. And then I show up and see, why do we have two or three different types of baseboards? Or no baseboards at all. Hello, <laughs> great chatting with you, as always. We'll catch you next time. You too. Thanks, Dave. Looking to buy or sell? Turn the key. Call Lori today. 591-5192. The website, lorisells.ca. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate with Lori Patrick of Century 21 Dome Realty, Inc.